This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So do women have rules like with sweaters and stuff? Like is there a time you can wear a sweater? Yeah, you start wearing sweaters when it gets cold. That's it? That's that the only it. rule? Yeah. Okay, guys wear them too. But I don't know. I think a lot of younger guys don't like wearing sweaters because they make you 10 years older the minute you put one on. Agreed. They do make guys look 10 years older. Yeah. For women, they're really cute. <laughs> they are little snow bunnies. Uh-huh. For guys, not so much. Uh, no, for guys, not so much. Cause you think- Unless you look like David Beckham in a sweater. He can wear a sweater. Oh, so can Tom Brady. Well, calm down, Tiger. <laughs> I've seen David Beckham in a sweater. He looks good. Okay, great. Anyway, back to my uh-huh. subject. <laughs> good for David Beckham. <laughs> but that does, uh, actually, that makes me think. Like a lot of guys- think that they can put on a sweater and it will hide their bellies a little bit. It exaggerates it. It, it exaggerates does. your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be careful. You think you're like covered, but you're not. It has to be a big sweater. Like you should get a big boxy sweater if you want to cover a belly. Yeah, That's... but then you look really fat. Oh, you kind of look like you have a big sweater on. You kind of look like a fat guy <laughs> in a big sweater. That's what you kind of look like. <laughs> Does this sweater make me look fat? Yeah, as a matter of fact, it does. I swear um, to God, you guys are in my head. I had the same exact conversation with my wife. You did about a, yesterday about a vest. Yeah, because <laughs> fat guys can, we can't wear. We can't do vests. You got to wear the sport jacket. Yes. Oh, oh my God, that's why I'm smiling. The sport oh jacket. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. All Especially right. after a certain age, you get a sweater. I don't know, man. You could pull off a sweater if you're skinny and in high school or whatever, but I don't I've got know. man boobs too, so you can't rock the, the sweater oh. either. <laughs> oh no, this now is you got all me all bad. Self-conscious. This I'm is do all the rest bad. of the podcast like this. <laughs> it's all bad. No sweaters for you this winter. Oh my gosh! All right, let's just get out of this topic. I'm suddenly insecure. We are doing the Christmas episode for Skip Town All Stars. Ho ho ho! Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back to another episode, a very special Christmas episode, courtesy of Skip Town All-Stars. We appreciate all of your support, as always, especially throughout the year. Uh, if you could, why don't you put a little something in our stocking and subscribe to our channel, like what I did there? I love what you did there, yeah. And make sure you're liking us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're finding your streaming content. Every little like, every little appreciation, interaction, we, we definitely try and comment back we do. on every comment. I think, we, I, I think we're both pretty responsive. Um, yeah. You know, did you know you can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and you can leave ratings on Spotify. So if you're listening to us and want to drop a little review about your experience on Apple Podcasts, please do. It actually helps the algorithm, although Apple Podcasts says it doesn't. It really does. And um, yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, then just nice to subscribe to us so thank you that's right and drop us a line we always comment back merry christmas everyone let's get to the christmas episode what do you got oh i've got a lot well, okay we, we should introduce phil first i suppose oh 100 because he's gonna be part of this today merry christmas to our podcast producer phil bird how are you this holiday season ho 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 i'm jolly and gay <laughs> did you say i'm jolly and gay yeah, you say that for the holidays. You do. You, you you're do. allowed to say gay in December. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, but it's... I mean, you can say it anytime. <laughs> you're not around a millennial. I, let me just yeah take all that back. <laughs> not around a, Oh my gosh, you say gay around our well, kids. Well, you can and say they will, gay. They'll cut your knees off. You I just mean, can't I, call but I, someone But gay. I mean, it is happy. I know, yes. I know. That's the holiday spirit. Is, isn't there a song, a Christmas song, they say gay? Oh, there's it? a bunch of Christmas songs that say gay. Yeah. yeah. As in happy. Yeah, there are a just, bunch of gay Christmas songs? Is that what you're saying? They're that too. 
That's yeah. awesome. My uh-huh. gay friends will be so happy to hear that. We'll send it to them. They probably know already. They probably do. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> Merry Christmas, even if you're gay. <laughs> We're so happy you're here with us today. We are going to talk about some fun Christmas stories. We're going to have Phil share his Christmas stories with us. Nice. I have some good little tips on um, fun facts and uh, not tips, but fun facts about uh, Santas and, you know, how much Santas get paid in the mall. I bet you guys had have no idea how much a Santa gets paid per hour in the mall, like the mall Santa. Nine bucks. Phil? Oh, wait, we, we doing this now? We doing, yeah, we started, we doing this right we're now? We're just launching into questionnaires <laughs> right out of the gate. Well, I figured I'm talking about it. I just want to know. Do you guys have any ideas? So you say $9. Mall Santas get paid pretty well. They get like $35 an hour. Oh, okay. He was really low. You were very high. They're 22 an hour. 22 an yes, hour. You know That's that. the average nationwide? That is. And you know the whole bad Santa movie where Billy Bob Thornton was drunk all the time? Yeah. He could afford to be because he was making 22 bucks an hour. In a 12-hour day, that's like 260 bucks you're making. you got to sit with kids for 12 hours a day? I'm a parent and I've never done that. <laughs> I know. I did read one. I did read one um, one stat about it, saying a twelve hour day will equal two hundred sixty dollars. I'm like, there's no way they're sitting with kids. They're breaking that up. Like you know, they're they're doing oh, yeah. probably like six hour shifts, right? Yeah, like six little, hours. They need a little weed break. <laughs> and, oh my and weed God. and whiskey. <laughs> That's right. Santa's smoking weed and drinking whiskey in the mall bathroom. I'd I'd be acting like Billy Bob Thornton too if I had to spend that much time around 100 kids all day. There are a lot of bad Santas out there and I have some good stories to prove it, but we won't get into that right now. Okay, got it. Um, So today I thought it would be really fun if we all shared some uh, stories of Christmas's past. Christmas past, the the ghosts of Christmas past. Is it Christmas's or Christmas? Christmas pass, yeah. yeah. So why don't we start? We can start with you, me, and then we'll go to Phil, and then I can share my story. Okay, let's start with like um, I don't know, like I don't. I guess the best way to start is what's your favorite Christmas memory? My favorite Christmas memory, yeah, or your best, best, best is the same as favorite. Well, my easiest one is the year that I proposed to you. Oh my oh, God! Stop it! You are being. You so, didn't pick that one out. I for did. Me. I oh, did. You did. I cannot believe you picked that out. Okay, that's well, like, yeah. why are you picking this? You're just showing off right now. That's You're just an easy showing one. off right now. Okay, that's see, that is one. so not your favorite Christmas. You're silly. That's an easy <laughs> oh, one. Um, but uh, beyond that, if we're talking like childhood Christmas or so, something, uh, so there was a Christmas where my dad and I had been in odds for a very long time, like two or three years, like without going into all the grimy stuff. Um, I was, you know, a very stubborn teenager. He was a very stubborn grown man. And there was a period of time where we didn't talk. And there was one particular Christmas when I was in college. I think it was my maybe a sophomore. And my father and I hadn't really spoken for like a year or two, maybe Ooh. two years at that point. Yeah, it's a long time um, not to speak with a parent. Yeah, like uh, it happened. Uh, we, we had a falling out in the middle of my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. So he missed a lot and I missed him missing a lot. Uh, my graduation, for example. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was like that. It was that, it was that kind of falling out. And um, uh, I dated someone in college who was very close to her family and was just always sort of, you got to make an effort. You got to do something. You can't go on the rest of your life like this or what have you. And one Christmas, I showed up at my grandma Gordon's house. And I know she totally planned it this way. But my dad was still there. And um it was just, it was weird. It was a look. I I, I still get choked up to this Aww. day talking about it. Uh, it, uh, it was just a moment. And it was like, whatever was irritating both of us, uh, you know, hurting both of us about each other yeah. was gone in an instant. And, you know, he hugged me and he told me he loved me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> hang yeah, on yeah. one second. <laughs> <laughs> and... So, uh, uh, and Meanwhile, Grandma Gordon was like, hey, uh, I made devil eggs, you know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I made devil eggs. Who wants who wants some hot toddy, you know? And um, uh, so it was it was really funny. And, and you know, uh, I think out of all the gifts that I've ever received on Christmas, it was sort of reconciling with my father. That was, that was like, you know, 
I mean, I, I we think... grew up poor, so I had some really crappy Christmases as a kid. So no. I can't really go into like, like there was one. No, we're not talking about bad Christmases Not that yet. yet. Not yet. There, I know, but there was one Christmas where I received like Hot Wheels tracks and all kinds of toys. That was my number one up until, Your dad. you know, yeah. Um, I have to say, you're so lucky you had that college girlfriend. Because if we had dated in college, you know how I would have been. Well, you wouldn't have dated me in college. Well, I know. And I wouldn't have I, this is not anyway. about you. This is not. I know. This is not. It's true. You would not have. But I, I'm like, hey, your parent, you're not getting along with your dad. There's no reason to talk to him. Like, oh, I, I have such a different mindset about yeah. like family. I, I'm like, if they're if they're not being nice to you, doesn't matter. You're related to them. I never would have gotten you back together with your parents. I know is what you I'm wouldn't. Saying. Have. And Phil, one thing you should know about Denise, and I know this isn't very much in the Christmas spirit, but you know her nickname back in L.A. was Scorched Earth. Whoa, that's yeah. her wrestling name. Yeah, <laughs> it is a wrestling name. Like people would be like, "Oh God, here comes Scorched Earth." Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not on the list this year. It is true. If so, people yeah. were on your naughty list, they were getting crossed out. So uh, that girlfriend, that's a yeah. that's a good girlfriend to have had. During uh during those years, so she facilitated your uh talking with your father. Yeah, and you know what? She was right. Yeah, and you know I would have been wrong. You would have been wrong. <laughs> years been later, wrong. when he passed away, it was like the first memory I thought of. Aww, you know, that's where it was fantastic. like I wouldn't have had, you know, the whole span of. I mean, he was around for the birth of I think two out of three of our children, all yeah. three of our children, but um, uh, you know. I wouldn't have had that relationship with him. Yeah. Had it not been for that moment. You know? I'm more of the see you don't want to be a Oh yeah. Well, I was definitely in that mindset back then. Now I'm a little more like, hey man, it's cool. Well, you know, you know I mean, look, we're older, so yeah. it's completely different. I think it's also different when you have a family. Phil, you have you have a family. And when Christmas rolls around as an adult and you yeah. have kids, um, it just everything is so different. I mean, it the is. way you approach Christmas is different. How you experience that Christmas is different. Yeah. So to look back prior to having a family, prior to being married, prior to having kids, and really think about what you truly value as your favorite Christmas, that's that's actually so sweet, I got to say. It it's is, a good for one. Sure. And it makes you think. Like, like, think about all the, for me at least, like the women you know, whose husbands went off and had kids outside of the marriage or whatever. And Christmas just seems to be a time where like even those women who have been scorned uh, and humiliated, embarrassed or whatever, are fine with letting all the kids be together. I know. You know, isn't that crazy? Christmas is nutty like that. Yeah, it does bring people together. It does. What about you, Phil? Okay, so you you have a son, you're married, um, but your favorite Christmas, I guess it could include your son and your wife, but do you have a Christmas that you think immediately comes to mind that you're like, oh, that was such a great Christmas. Best Christmas ever. Um, so me as a child. Yeah. Okay, because I have me as a child and then me as an adult. All right, oh, let's, let's give it, let's hear both. Yeah, we got time. All right, so we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so me me as a child, I think it was my I think it was my I was seven, right? And um my birthday is in July, right? And I this is a sad story turned good. Uh, my birthday was in July, and I we scheduled to have a really, really huge party with all these other people. Like the house was all decked out; not a single person came. Anyway, that was oh, that was really, really not, not a single, single person, person came to came. his birthday party. Oh my so God. I was really sad. Obviously, seven. Yeah. Where and was so everyone? They were on vacation. My birthday's in the summer, and oh. this or, or something happened where they yeah. didn't, probably, they probably didn't even get the RSVPs. I I don't know. I was a kid, so they didn't tell me. But anyway, I was very, very sad and depressed. Oh. Um. So Christmas came around. Uh, I'm not a really, I was never really like a, I need gifts stuff. So it was more like experiences and maybe give me a bike or something. Yeah. Um, and so my parents actually had a Christmas party with all the kids. They came. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Oh my God. Oh my God. Incredible. How thoughtful. That's like, a so that was super cool. That and is. as an adult, probably 2019, honestly, very recently, you know, uh, I was able to afford to actually give my family a, Nice Christmas. That's Aww, awesome. That's so good. And it's you made it. Your ship came in. Woo. Good job, Phil. <laughs> it is crazy when you as an adult can provide for your family a good Christmas. That's that makes everything. Like yeah. it really, really does. It does. I remember there was one Christmas where I think at that point we had all three babies. And uh it was just, you know, like we had gone out, we had celebrated with friends on Christmas Eve or whatever. 
and did all this. I, you know, we finished the night, did all the Santa stuff. You were already like kind of wiped out at that point, uh-huh. tucked in bed. And I was like, just doing the stockings, the last of the last. And, uh, sat there and had a little cocktail on my couch and it was the best damn feeling in the world. <laughs> right. It was it crazy. Is. Like when you can look around and say, I was able to do this. Like I worked this hard this year yeah. to be able to provide this. It is, yep. it's really incredible. Yeah. And, and then you really go to bed and you're you just, grateful. You're like so you happy that you were able to do this. You are. And then you go to bed and you pray those kids don't wake you up at 5.30 in the morning, which they did. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Here, yeah. Here's the meme that I, I, I love for. Let uh, me see it. Hold on. Let me, this one. Oh, ah, come see. on. Pinterest, oh, p- no. Pinterest, you there guys. You go. Always make this own. fake. Every mom. Oh, yes. That's true. Look that at that look on her so face. That's so true. That, was, that is my mother. That was me. Oh, yeah. That Wait, was Put it back mom. up so I can read it for the kids. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Uh, every mom on Christmas, while you're opening up the gift, they swore they weren't getting you. And it's a little girl holding a coffee mug with a little smirk on her face. <laughs> so cute. It looks just like every mom that said, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. Yep. And then on Christmas morning, they're like, got it. Yep. Oh my God. Remember that year I had to go for the Barbie camper drive all around LA? It's terrible. The Barbie camper. Yeah. It it was, it was the gift. So if you are listening and you were in Gen X, then it was a cabbage patch doll for, yeah, for Gen Z or millennials. Yeah. It's, it was the camp Barbie camper for boys. I don't know what it would have been for boys. I'm not sure. But, uh, in the Barbie camper, they made 50 of them. Like they were impossible to find. So we were on a mission and you ended up getting one. And I found one that somebody hid behind the artificial Christmas tree <laughs> in, in Downey. Did you have California. to fight Sinbad for this? I didn't. Oh, I, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, and I brought it back. I, I'll never forget. I brought it back. I didn't even want to keep it in the car mm-hmm. in our parking garage at work. I brought it back into. I was working at America's Next Top Model at the time, and I came back in, and everybody knew that it was like the coveted gift. It was the holy grail for me. And when I walked in, like five people started. Did clapping. you hold it up? Yeah, like, I was like, I got it. They were like, Yes! <laughs> it was like five grown men and women cheering over a Barbie camper. Okay, I had been hearing like at that point because it was such a coveted. There were people fighting over it like you'd read stories and like women at the at the store like walmart hitting each other trying to grab this do you remember what i told you when you were on your way to get it i said to you if someone wants to fight you for it in the parking lot give it to them i said just give it to them do not fight anybody for this camper just give it to them yeah you did Um, but James, you're bigger than most people, so you could knock a person out. Oh yeah, pretty easy. Like, well, and not only that, but if you know Downey, California, like I'm a standout there. So uh, you know, I just think anybody who saw me crossing the parking lot with that thing under my arm just thought to themselves, "That guy's crazy." Yeah. Okay, coming here. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with him that he's here? <laughs> he's not in the right neighborhood. So. Um, but it was good. Yeah, we managed. So uh, why don't you tell us your favorite Christmas? Well, you took it from me. My favorite Christmas was getting engaged. It was Christmas uh, 1998. When you were a young girl, did you ever imagine one Christmas morning you would be getting all this? No, honey. <laughs> no, actually, I did not. I did not. So it was really a surprise, truly. Uh you, I didn't, you, you had not even met my parents. It is so not. insane. It is I went so in baller. insane. I went in baller, Phil. What? You didn't, you didn't ask? I did ask. He had never met them and he had to call but them I and ask. But I had to ask over the phone, yeah. What? Isn't that, okay. I know. Here's, here's a little backstory. Every guy I ever dated prior to James, well, there was one that wasn't. The bar was low. That wasn't a loser. There was one that wasn't a loser. All the other ones didn't have cars, worked at bars, were artists. So when I met James, my parents were just truly thrilled that he had a car. And then when I told them he had a college degree, they were like, oh, my gosh, we uh, it's over. Whatever, what, whatever, like whatever happens, hopefully this is the man. Give him 12 cows and three chickens. Yeah, he has a college degree. <laughs> like they were just like, I'll never forget when I called my mom and I told her you had a car. And she says to my dad, and she puts the phone, you know, this is when they hold the, held up the phone with the wire. Uh-huh. And she says, he's got a car. And Tom, then I go, Tom, he's got a car. And then I said, wait, mom, wait, even better. He went to college. She goes, Tom, he went to college. <laughs> <laughs> and he told her I had a car, and that was the icing right there. I never dated a guy. Who, I dated one guy who had a car. One guy. Yeah. And I was 28 at that point. Every guy. Did. 
They were all like this up is, and coming. They were all up. <laughs> they were all balling on a budget. Hey, uh, so Phil, here is the car that like iced the deal for me. I had a Jetta. I swear to God, this thing ran on three tires and the corner window was punched out on it. Oh, the it was, square it was, Jetta. It was such a beater. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that that's all it took to get Denise's hand in marriage. <laughs> so all to go back to the fact that they said yes to him without meeting him was because they had heard he had done so well for himself. Mm -hmm. He had a car and went to college. Yeah. So when he uh, called them to propose or what did you do? What exactly did you call? I just called to say, uh, you know, I mean, okay, so your How do you do this when you don't, when you haven't okay, met the Okay, so there was a little, like, I had actually borrowed money from your dad. And so uh, at one point in our relationship, so he already kind of knew me. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's kind of a weird story, but I needed a laptop to start my first, one of my first production jobs. And Denise called and just basically asked her mom for the money. And so her dad well, was $500 and that was, was a lot back then. It was like, a lot of money it's by, a lot by, for, a little right use, now. for a little used Mac laptop. Yeah, I think yeah. John Corser got over on you. I think he did. He got <laughs> Yeah. John's the guy that sold me the thing. Uh -huh. he, he definitely made some money off that. Um, anyway, long story short, her dad kind of knew of me at that point because I was already freeloading off of him. And uh, I just remember my mom saying, are you sure you kind of just met him? And I'm like, no, mom, it's fine. I said, he's going to make so much money as a PA <laughs> or a production <laughs> as assistant. As a coordinator. Yes, as a, a production coordinator. coordinator. I like, he makes like $200 a day, mom. He'll have this paid in like three days. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And she was like, okay. So she wrote the check. And I know. So sweet. So their parents were always so giving, but, uh, no, I, I, I called him up. I look, your parents, everybody who's listening to the show knows your mom had you when she was what, 45. Yeah. Your dad was pushing 50 at that 50. point. He was, he was five zero. He was five zero. So we're talking about, you know, okay, I'm people from the greatest generation lasted, like outlasted the, um, uh, what was that famine called that the country went through? The depression. The depression. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the word escaped me for a moment. Sorry. And uh, you got to think and, about And then it. your dad was in World War II, hard-boiled Chicago detective. All of a sudden, I knew your dad was like old school, and I had to come correct. So whether I could do it in person or not, I had to at least ask before I just jumped into his house for the first time. Met him interrupted his Fox News and said, hey, uh, I'm James. And by the way, I'm going to propose to your daughter in two days for Christmas Eve. Or it was, it was Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah. So you called ahead of time. And how did that go? Uh, it had to be so awkward for you. I can't even believe you did that. It was. I felt like I was smooth at the time. But looking back on it, I was super clunky. And... <laughs> He just said, you know, James, I mean, he had had so many kids at that point and you were like the baby and he was just like, fine, whatever you kids want to do, do it. You know, like looking back, he wasn't like that to me at all. But uh -huh. looking back on it, I know, no, knowing him, that's that had to have been his attitude where he's like, yeah, sure. It sounds good. Thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. Yeah, that sounds good. That's what he said. That sounds good. I'm going to, I want to marry your daughter. Okay. That sounds good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that that's was all. It. That was it. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Yeah. It was like, I look forward to meeting you. <laughs> and that was a wrap. So. Yeah. And then we got engaged on Christmas morning yep. and you did the whole down on one knee. It was no, so. That was awkward. It was so Because your brother, oh. I mean. Now, it's, I know. you know, now I'm close to your brother and sister-in-law, but at the time I had just met them I know, as you well. Poor thing. I know. You poor thing. Oh, yeah. everyone in the family, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the only one in the family really that gave you a hard time was like everyone in the family, but no, really the only one in the family that gave you a hard time was my niece. Yeah. She was super sassy with you. She was. But the other, my thing. She's like, like, oh, making yourself just at home, aren't you? Yeah. And yeah. she lived there. Yeah. She lived there. Didn't even have a place to stay. She was sponging off of them. Yeah. yeah, and she was mad at you. I know. She was projecting. <laughs> she was she projecting. Was. She was. She had a baby and everything. <laughs> she was living Shacking with, up with the grandparents. Yeah, living with my parents, with uh -huh. her baby, and she was getting sassy oh, with him. She didn't him. like me because I was a threat. That's, what, were you going to take her bedroom? Yeah, that's what she was afraid of, I think. <laughs> <laughs> She's afraid. <laughs> She already had to go sleep somewhere else, didn't she? Oh, I think she did have to. Yeah, yeah, because we took that one bedroom. Anyway, irrelevant. Yeah. So anyway, but my brothers, I thought, were pretty nice to you. I mean, I they don't, absolutely I don't, were. I don't yeah, know from your perspective. It could have been different. No, everybody was nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no alarm bells went off or anything like that. The only alarm bells that I ever had with you dumping me all the time, but that's not really a Christmas story. So we no, we're probably... not going to go there. Yeah. I, I obviously said yes and I stuck to it. <laughs> you did. I appreciate you honoring your word. 
Yeah, it was a great Christmas. I did not see it coming. I did not see it coming. You were, speaking of Christmases, you mm. are very good at giving gifts. Am I? Phil, James is the best gift giver. Mm. Even though you think half the time he's not listening, he is sizing you up and really honing in on who you are as a person. And when it comes to Christmas, he gets you that gift. It's incredible. And our daughter, Parker, the oldest, yeah, is just like him. The other two, no. Man, that's a legendary trait as it, a, as a man because we're notorious for not paying oh, yeah, attention. We're that's his superpower. I did yeah. have one bad Christmas where I bought you a bunch of stuff from Forever 21, and you were like, no, dude. like I'm." It's okay. You didn't have any money. Of this that was I didn't fine. have any money. That no, Christmas, and he no. just wanted it stacked up, so he literally had $100, and each shirt there is 10, so he had 10. <laughs> 10, 10 boxes. Yep, 10 boxes. and it was amazing. I walked out. We Those just were had during our, the lean years. Yeah, we had just had our first daughter. So, I, look, I appreciated him. I took everything back, took the hundred dollars and she bought did. one pair of pants, but it was she all did. good. It was all good. I, I appreciated what he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a great gift giver. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so uh let's talk about then. We talked about our best Christmas ever. Why don't we get into our worst Christmas ever? You want to do that? Sure, we'll start with Phil. Um so remember when you said earlier that there are some families back in the day where the the man had a secret family. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and all the kids would just kind of hang out. Uh, well, not that extreme, but my dad was a horrible husband to my mom. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that. Right. Yeah. He was a good dad, but he was a horrible husband to my mom. Right. Yeah. Uh, he had a secret girlfriend. Oh. Um, mom didn't know about it, obviously, and his secret girlfriend didn't know he was married with oh. with two kids. Oh. She burned down her house. You, wait, it's in the, it was on the news. Yeah, she burned her. That house stops down. the show right there. Oh on my Christmas gosh. Day, it was around Christmas time. Yeah, it was right the, around. Christmas did time. your mom let your dad go and back to have her to go to her? Was your mom like no, you can have her? She this, just burned this, her house. This down. was a different time where I mean, depending on you know what I mean. So where is yeah. my mom going to go? You know. So plus, why would so, he want to go back to a woman who just burned yeah, down the house so with his she, kid, where his kids live? Yeah, she's so in love with she him. Burned the house down. And wow. So I don't, I don't have any baby pictures or any of that stuff. Were you oh guys in gosh. the house? No, we were gone. We were oh, I'm gone. so sorry. Yeah, so, so that was. Well, how old were you? I was very, very young. I was maybe five. When did you realize the girlfriend burned the house down and it wasn't an accident? Uh, my mom told me when I, st- I was still a kid. So. Oh, she did tell you early? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. Yep. Did she go to jail? I have no idea. I don't know, but it was in the, it was in the news. My mom showed me the paper clippings and all that stuff. Holy cow! Oh, yeah, <laughs> that takes the cake on all my stories because I, I have crazy Santa stories and <laughs> Christmas stories. That takes the cake. I was gonna say we should have finished with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut <laughs> it. We just blew the grand finale. <laughs> Holy! My cow, bad dude. Christmas is nothing. I nothing compared to that. Yeah. Oh, Phil, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's I was such a small child. It's not like it was anything impactful. Phil, to me, you know did I mean? he break up with her? I'm. I have no idea. <laughs> Holy cow! I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, my dad was a Rolling Stone. I don't think he had any kids anywhere else. But like he was not a good husband. But it wouldn't mom. shock you. But yeah. it would. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I do have a doppelganger that is in Canada. I'll show you. The, I'll bring his picture up. Oh. He looks. He looks exactly like. Oh wow! Okay, you might have would a brother. Ever, would your dad a traveling salesman in Canada? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I've always said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we have someone show up on our doorstep. Who? With you? Me? Not like you have a second family, but well, like I don't you have know, a second family. You know, people just weren't careful. Okay. No answer to that. <laughs> but the second. <laughs> no family, answer yet. The second family isn't a shock anymore. You know, no, like, I mean, I met, a lot of people don't even get married in the first place. So my my that mom's, seems to be more the trend. My mom's hospice nurse. She was married and has three kids with her husband and just told me the other day that she showed me a picture of her exes. Now, she just now is getting a divorce because he's got like a six year old. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And and but she takes her on as her own. Mm-hmm. She takes her on as her own. And I said, why do you do that? She's like, because she's like. The girlfriend he got isn't great and she needs a good mom. I'm like, that's not, uh huh. And wow. I was like, wow. And she, women are built different. She's like, oh, I give her the best life. She's yeah. like, she's like, it's, it's, she goes, it's my kids half, so, yeah, half okay. sister. Okay. How about this one? Now we're going off topic. Russell Wilson. 
So you know, Future. am I gonna say your name right, Sierra? C- Sierra. Okay, you know what he did for her kid, for his kids. He right? adopted him. Well, not just that, but who's her ex, the Future. rapper? Future. Yes. So he put like how many kids does Future have? Twelve. He put a trust fund aside <laughs> for I think three of Future. Future has twelve kids. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like crazy. I didn't but know. I knew there's it was like a lot. three of them. I don't know why it's these three. I'm not sure what it is. I think it has to do with whoever Sierra, like her kid, was close with. He set up on a trust fund, a college fund for three of those kids. Or look at like Travis Barker. That daughter that he has, the oldest one, Atiana, I believe her name is. That's who's the boxer? The Mexican boxer? The really famous one? Canelo? No, older. Uh, Chavez. Oh, I don't know. Like 50s. He's like a big famous boxer, you guys. He dated like Playboy Playmates and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's Puerto Rican. Okay, sorry. Okay, that's <laughs> sorry. So Oscar, so Travis's first wife had a baby with Oscar De La Hoya. They never married. Oh yeah, she had a baby. Story. Travis Barker, that's his daughter. Shannon left Travis. Travis took on Atiana. So like when Shannon left, I, I read his book, so I know. But right. everybody kind of knows the story anyway. When Shannon left Travis, Atiana said to Travis, "Where am I going to go?" And he said. And she was like nine and he's known her since she was a baby. He met Shannon when she was one and he said, I'm going to take care of you. And she's because she doesn't she have a dad mm-hmm. and she has and a mom. The mom literally skipped town on all of Travis's kids, two kids and her own. And that girl is like 25 years old and still like if you Wait, look, at, if you but she's watch Oscar De La Hoya's kid, he doesn't take care of her. Somebody actually like TMZ did one of those interviews when he was walking out of airport was like, hey, how do you feel about Travis taking care of your kid? Oh, yeah, really? Uh huh. And so, if you I even look at the Kardashians, Oops. if you look at the Kardashians, you know, Travis is on the show all the time because he's right. with Courtney. Atiana's always on the show. Like when they were looking at a house, I was watching the episode where Travis said to Courtney, I need to make sure this room is good for Atiana. Like, I, it gets chills. Like, it's not even his daughter. It's very nice. And so, when TMZ was like, Oh, how do you like Travis raising your daughter? He's like, He's doing a good job. Like, because what could he say? He's never paid child support. Travis sent her to all the best schools with his own kids. I mean, so I don't know. I don't think it's just a woman thing. Man, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, this, we're getting a little off topic here, but that's why a lot of guys don't want relationships with women with children. Why? Because they have to take care of their kids. No, not that. It's because when they break up. Oh. You get, you get, you get attached to the child. The woman can leave. That's not your kid. So you can leave and take the child. You never see that kid again. Then. Yes, you're already reason. you're already being dad to that kid. That is really true. And That's then right. now you just did his rip from you. So so with Travis Barker, he obviously had a you know a relationship with the with Atiana. Yeah. You know, that's that's his that's his kid. When you read the book, I started crying because he when she said to him, it was so touching when she the way he wrote it too was like she said, Where am I gonna go? My mom just left. He's like, Oh, you're living with me. And yeah. this was like her siblings were little, like his two kids at that point, which are her half siblings, they were like like three and four, and she was like eight at the time. And he even said, he said when Shannon left, he's like, I had to call my sister, and she had to show me how to braid like Alabama's hair and Atiana's hair because he had a nanny. We were out one time. Oh, you weren't with me. Sorry, L.A. story. We were at Benihana. He had all the kids with him and a nanny. But it was like when it was time to like the kids to go to the bathroom, he was the one taken like land into the bathroom. It wasn't the nanny. You know what I mean? It's like he's a everyone knows he's a very hands on dad. Yeah. So the fact that he kept someone else's kid and raised her as his own, like there's just like a special person, you know, so if women do it. It is a special person. There is no question about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the kids are innocent. Yeah, you're right. The kids are innocent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of a buffer between Phil's catastrophic story <laughs> and yours. So why don't you tell us what's uh, your worst Christmas? Well, my worst Christmas isn't as bad as Phil's. My house was still standing, but I did almost kill a kid. What? <laughs> Wait. So uh, like one of your kids or just a kid? A, some My best friend's kid. Oh, my God. Okay. One oh. of my best friend's kids. It was a snowmobile accident. Oh, God. You did not almost kill Harry. I thought this was like something that happened when you no. were young that I never knew Seriously. about. Seriously. You didn't almost kill Harry. Did the snowmobile not fly it, up in the air across did, a parking lot and we landed on our backs on a cement? It, it did do a full rotation. It, it did a full rotation in the air. Did it not go off a snow embankment? It, it did. Yeah. Could that have landed on us and killed us? 
yes, but instead it slid to a screeching stop in an empty parking space. It didn't even hit a car. But it was so traumatic. I I cried. My whole Christmas was ruined. So what had happened is we went on a snow snowmobile uh, ski adventure with our family, and yep. we took um, our family's our family friend's son with us, Harry. Yeah, and I mean Harry's Jewish, so I always have to insert that because it just sounds like we stole some kid for the holidays <laughs> away from his family. Uh, yeah, so. Harry's Jewish. He had already <laughs> celebrated Hanukkah. He just wanted to go snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. So he went with no, us. It to, was a very good thing. Yeah, we went. He went with us to the mountains in McCall, McCall, Idaho. So we rented for the day snowmobiles, and okay. the story is very short. Uh, we spent all day on the snowmobiles. Uh, it was getting cold and icy, and there was a snow embankment that we were on that was probably seven feet high, and down below was a parking lot. And at one point, I knew I would not be able to make the embankment. Like I had to ride along the top edge of it to get back to return our snowmobiles. And I told our tour guide, I cannot do this. I've been on the snowmobile all day. I'm tired. It, you have to maneuver it. He didn't believe me. And so, <laughs> Until he did. <laughs> and so what happened is I'm on the edge of the embankment and the snowmobile starts to veer to the right, which is going off the embankment. I'm trying to lean to the left. It's not happening. It's going off the embankment. I see it happening. And all I remember, honestly, is it's in the air and I push the machine away. I just pushed it with my legs away from me because I'm like, this is going to kill us. This will legitimately kill us. And then all I remember is falling on the ground. <laughs> And then I was laying I, on my it's back. Terrible. I laugh at this, but it's such a great story. I was laying on my back and I just said, Harry, because he was on the back with me. He was on the back of my snowmobile. Uh -huh. And I said, Harry. And he goes, yeah. And I go, are you okay? And he goes, I'm fine. And then I go, and then the tour guide runs over to us, literally running with his snowsuit on. And he leans over. He goes, are you okay? Are you okay? And I go, yeah. And he goes, you parked it. Yep. And I sit up. And the snowmobile is across the parking lot in a parking spot. Yeah. The only empty parking spot mm -hmm. in the entire parking lot. So if you don't believe in God, I am telling you right now, <laughs> there was divine intervention because that snowmobile could have killed us. It would have, from my understanding, I didn't see it. It did a flip in the air and it could it have did. landed right on us, but it didn't. It didn't do a flip end over end. It rotated. Yes. It wrote <laughs> like air. a football, like it yeah, rotated exactly. like a football. It spiraled. And it could have landed on us and it didn't. And when it hit the ground, it kept going. I guess it looked like a rocket and oh, yeah. it shot across the parking lot yeah. and it didn't hit a car. Yeah. It was still moving. Uh, it was yeah. definitely something out of a Rodney Dangerfield movie. <laughs> <laughs> you just dated yourself. <laughs> I know. But it's the only thing I think of right now. It was just like the thing. Or thinking. like Jack, Jackass. Something just, out of a Jackass movie. Yeah. I, um, I had my back to you when it was happening. I was talking, we were all like high five and oh, that was a great day and all this other stuff. And uh, all of a sudden I saw one of our children's faces through her visor. Like I saw her eyeballs get as big as saucers. And then I heard this like grating sound and I turn around and there's your snowmobile. <laughs> the blades are grating across the asphalt <laughs> into the spot. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was the worst Christmas ever. I cried the entire Christmas and I had to call my friend and tell her I almost killed her son, which is the truth. He laughs and then about it. I was in the bathroom. So I went in the bathroom because I had to cry because I just had to get it out. And I walk into the girl's bathroom of this big ski lodge. Ski resort, yeah. Ski resort. And it's packed with people. So I thought, okay, I can go in the bathroom and cry. Well, I start crying, but then what slowly started happening is that people, I'm here's how I'm picturing it in my head, they're in their stall going, someone crying? So then everyone just stopped talking and you could hear a pin drop and or and me going, ah, ah. <laughs> that was it in the entire bathroom. Uh it was it was awful. I cried all the way home. Um it was so traumatic. I will never you ever were get on Harry's fine. Harry was like he laughs about it. He's like, oh my gosh, it was so crazy. That's it. Do you know like if that typical, landed on us? Like a typical teenager. If that snowmobile had landed, we would have died. But it didn't. So it's not the worst Christmas ever. That is legitimately my worst Christmas ever. <laughs> okay. Well, you've yeah. had some pretty good Christmases then. I will
almost killed somebody. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, God. Phil's not, house burned down. I almost did, killed somebody. You almost kill somebody. You better have a good one. I don't. Mine is mine pales in comparison <laughs> to both of those. What is your worst Christmas? Okay, so uh, earlier in the episode, we mentioned the girlfriend, the college girlfriend that uh-huh. uh, helped me reconcile with my dad. Her name's Maria. She is a person. She's a lovely woman to this day. And uh, living in Ohio, living her best life and everything, and um, was, you know, in many respects, a great girlfriend. So I shouldn't say in many respects, in many, many respects, was a great girlfriend. Oh, many, how, many. How, uh, you, how great? How, many, many. Now you have three it's minis? Like, she was so great a girlfriend. I'm, I shouldn't be friends with her on Facebook because yeah, Denise uh-huh. is like, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Bro, that's now, weird. <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. And it's many, many, many. Now it's, yeah. such a, it's like four minis. Okay. She's a lovely girl. And so um, we should reconnect then. But, <laughs> let's get, let's get on barely, the podcast. Why? I can barely handle you and I don't want my house burned down. So <laughs> I would be the burning down. You are the burning uh-huh. downer. Scorched earth. Uh-huh. She is scorched earth. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so because she was such a great girlfriend, enough. Uh, she, this podcast is going to end right here if you continue. She, she put it. <laughs> she Merry put Christmas, it, y'all. She was hey, she was nice to me. Um, she's anyway. got she's got one over on me. <laughs> she does have one over on you. Uh, so anyway, uh, she put it in my ear that she wanted a little doggy for you know Christmas and. Or she just wanted a little doggy in general. Maybe it wasn't specifically for Christmas, but she loved a particular kind of dog. It was a Bichon Freeze, I think. Is that how they say it? Okay. Bichon. A Bichon. A little poodle, white poodle type looking dog. That's a designer dog. Mm -hmm. It was. And especially back in the day, you know, it was like I was a college kid. And so had to save up my Red Lobster money Mm -hmm. to uh, be able to buy this little doggy, right? And so... uh, I go out and the breeder actually lived not far from where I grew up. So, you know, a half hour away or what have you from where we were going to college. And it's winter. Like it's 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 the Ohio winter that you thought you were always getting as a kid that you really don't get anymore because the climate's changed a little bit. Um, No, not a little bit. We have had climate change. No, I'm saying there specifically. This is my story. Oh, go I'm ahead. just going to park it for a How second. How long are you going to talk about her? Just let's okay. go to the story, please. I, I was already into the <laughs> dog breeder. So so I drive out there. I pay however much I'm paying for this dog. It was expensive. If I remember, it was like 300 bucks. It had or to something be. Like, Bichons something are like very that. costly. I bet it would be like $1,000 today. Absolutely. Right? And so uh, I buy this little dog. It's a little boy dog. And uh, he's cute. I mean, he's like, yay, bit. I mean, was he white? Fits in both most of, yeah, fluffy white. white, fluffy uh-huh. white, little black eyes, cutest little thing, right? Puppy, puppy, like just, just off mom's boob, uh-huh. right? And so I had to work boob into the Christmas conversation. I see that. Um, and so uh, I put the doggy in the car, and on the way home, I realized, oh, I've got to stop and get gas. Well, I don't know how my coat, something, it was like the old school locks where you actually push the button down. Yeah. Something happened. And when I went in to pay or get a soda or whatever I was doing, I went inside and the car was like <laughs> the car was locked when I came oh, back just, to it. The and doggy the little did doggy it. is she like, put her little paw in there. He he's like sitting, on, he's sitting, it's freezing. Like it's like, I mean, it must have been. The doggy locked It must you have out. been 20 degrees at most, right? And the dog is locked in the car and it's starting to get, to get cold. And I'm trying to figure out like, who do I know that has the other key? It's all the way in Youngstown. It's so far away. I can't get. And so no cell phones back then. No nothing. This is how old we are. And um, I'm standing there. And finally, I have to go back into the gas station because this doggy's starting to get cold, right? And I'm just like... <laughs> You're going to kill the dog. Now, not only is Christmas going to be ruined, but the dog's going to be dead. <laughs> and so, like, this little dog, he's going to freeze to yeah. death. So um, I go back in. I say to the attendant, hey, you know, I need a little help. Do you have a coat or, hanger? Yeah, something, anything. And he's like, no. He goes, but I'll call the cops for you. And, you know, maybe they can, you know, this is back when the cops would open up your car. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? I don't even know. No, they don't do that. They do not do that, right? And so Everyone in Chicago carried a Slim Jim. So yeah. So the like, cop comes out. It's like a local small town cop. He comes out with the Slim Jim and it's getting cold. Like the sun is setting. It's like 15, 10 degrees now. Yeah. Wind, all that other stuff. And he's chipping away at this thing. Like he's trying to like unlock the thing and sliding the Slim Jim down on the window for maybe... I mean, at this point, like 20 minutes, half hour, something like that. Like we had to 
he let me take it for a while because our hands, each of our hands were cold. Okay. And so we had, we kept switching off and trying to catch a log and just could not catch the lock on this thing. And I don't know, uh, we decided we're going to give it one more try and then I'm going to try it, call it my college roommate again and see if he can bring my spare key out to me or whatever on Christmas Eve. And the cop is like, okay, I just want to try one more thing. And he goes to try one more thing and the window shatters and sure it's awesome we can get back in i can get back in my car but i have no window and i have this little doggy and and it's 20 it's degrees. like 10 15 degrees out at this point it's dark at this point i have no window so i have to climb in my car i'm blasting my heater for like 40 miles to get back into the city with freezing cold air coming into the car. Mm. Where was and, the doggy? And I had this little doggy tucked in my inside my coat. It was nuts. Okay, so when you got there, was she excited about the dog? She was. She was. She was very excited about the dog. And I didn't tell her, I don't think, right away about, you know, how this was now all of a sudden a $500 dog instead of a $200 or $300 dog. Um, she didn't care. She was so happy to see it. She named it French Fry. Oh, that was okay. the doggy's name. Oh. French Makes sense, oh, I guess. Oh, I get French it now. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It took me a minute. Yeah. I get it now. She's clever, that Maria. She, oh, oh, here you go. <laughs> Scorched her. You be nice. She was a very, very good girlfriend. Oh, anyway. two berries. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that was by far my worst Christmas ever. I showed up to Christmas Eve, and she was Italian, Night of the Seven Fishes or whatever they call it, and uh, I show up with frostbite <laughs> And half of my face blistered from the sun or from the from the uh, wind chill. Yeah, from the cold. So did you have to go to her house? I'm curious now. I have many straight, questions. Straight to her house. Right. But did you, when you get there, did you get the garbage bag to like put it on your door? Because it's going to snow. I ended up putting plastic over it. Yeah. Something like that. So you're at her house. She's with French fry and you're putting plastic on your window. She got French fry. Merry Christmas. And uh, and then, but she, like I said, she was Italian. So, you know, it wasn't just me putting plastic on the car. It was me putting a plastic on the car while 750 relatives showed up for Christmas Eve dinner. Uh-huh. So, you know. Do you remember what she got you I was that definitely, Christmas? I was definitely the redneck in that relationship. Uh, you for sure, Without a doubt. Do you remember what she got you that Christmas? I don't. Huh, okay. I actually don't. No. It didn't matter because, it, you know, I mean, I needed a new window at that point. So. <laughs> she should have got you a window. She should have. She should have <laughs> bought the window. Yeah. Uh, think that's, of it. that's a pretty bad Christmas. It, I mean, you know, it was like at a time where, you yeah, know, you're sucks. trying to make someone happy and yeah. you're spending every last dollar. And now all of a sudden you're out a window in yeah. the middle of winter. Cops home with his family drinking hot chocolate. She's got French fry and you're out in the cold putting plastic <laughs> on your window. Totally with frostbite on my hands. Babe, that is yeah. so you, though. You know, stuff like that happens to you. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what could go wrong always goes wrong with you. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, often. Not oh, sometimes, really? often. Okay. Yeah. But I've got some stories for you where it's gone wrong for other people. So it might make you feel better. Oh, nice segue. I like uh-huh. it. Let's do it. You like do that? It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So here's a story. I found these two stories in all places, Florida. <laughs> well, then you shouldn't be surprised. Does it start with Florida man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, does it start Germany with Florida? Germany or Florida? What's Florida man? You've never heard of the term Florida you man? You haven't heard of Florida man? Oh, the one that's like the guys that always do the crazy stuff. The quintessential yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida. Oh, yeah. This, these are Florida men. Yes. One is go. in West Palm and the other one was in Orlando. Both of them dressed up as Santas and were sex offenders. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. They were soliciting themselves to be to be working like Santa parties. Oh. So one was on Facebook. He was 80 years old saying he could do a, a Santa party for any company or private event. Cops find out he's a registered sex offender. The other guy in Orlando, that first one in West Palm, the 80-year-old was in West Palm. The other guy in Orlando was on Craigslist soliciting um, his Santa services. Come Mm. to find out he's a sex offender too. So, you know, I guess you got to be really careful (laughs) when you hire a Santa. Hold on. If you're on Craigslist looking for a Santa, you know you're going to get the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many fat people in America. You can't find someone in your family to just play Santa. You got to go to Craigslist. I guess people do. Look, he's on that platform because he knows he can get business. Clearly, people go there. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, but I have a couple. Okay, so a couple of stories about Santa, about Christmases that have gone badly for many people. All right, here's one. 
Okay. This kind of is similar to yours, sort of. Okay. Oh, shucks. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. This one happened in 2008. It's an older story, but man, it really. Okay. This guy named Bruce Prado, he got a Santa suit, got into his rental car, and drove to his ex wife's family's house. So his in laws mm -hmm. in Covina. And um, oh, in California. Yeah, California. Um, but he was not there to join the party as Santa. Uh, as NBC News reported, Pardo had been prepping for the massacre for months. Oh, mm -hmm. no. I yeah. don't like where this is headed. Yeah. So when his wife's eight-year-old niece opened up the door, excited to see Santa walking up the driveway, he opened fire on her. Oh, my God. Then he... And then he... Continued to massacre Sylvia's entire family. Sylvia was his ex-wife, including her, her parents, her two brothers, their wives. Oh, my God. Her sister and her 17-year-old nephew. Her sister got away. She managed to slip out the back door. And when she did and she got called 911, her, her quote was, I have a feeling I know who did this. She said to the 911 operator, my sister is going through a divorce right now. So I think it's my my brother-in-law. But his massacre didn't go entirely as planned. When the fuel from his spraying device unexpectedly ignited, he had one of those like guns that spray, I mm -hmm. guess. like like what? A street yeah, sweeper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that what they're called? Like whatever. So I guess there's like. In the hood, that's what they're called. Yeah. Okay. So I guess. It ignited somehow when he was using it, and it burned him so badly that the Santa suit stuck to his skin. Oh my god! Oh, Yo, this this sounds like a horror movie like origin story. <laughs> he fled. <laughs> this wait, turned into a, like wait, a Bloomhouse production wait, all of a sudden. He fled. Hold on. He fled. Look at the joy scene. you're getting out of this. Look <laughs> at the glee on her face. No, no. He fled the scene to his brother's house where he shot himself fatally. He killed himself, right? With the suit stuck to his skin. But it doesn't even stop there. So the police go to the brother's house to find him. And then they find two cars that were booby-trapped. And one of them was parked outside his ex-wife's divorce attorney's house. Oh, this really took a dark turn. Thank you for that, Denise. <laughs> I, have, I have a Christmas topic. Oh, bring it. It's nothing bad. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It is. I say no. Why do you say no? It's like an assassin movie. It's like, it's like, I mean. It's, <laughs> it's like an assassin movie. <laughs> it's just a, it's during the Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. It's an I action think, movie. I think like Miracle on 34th Christmas. Street is a Christmas movie, not Die Hard. It's, Christmas does not begin. As the memes say, Christmas does not begin until you see Hans Gruber fall off in Nakatomi Plaza. All right. So yeah. go ahead. Do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah. Okay. See, every so. guy does. Uh -huh. Ask yeah. a girl. Every girl's going to say no. Do y'all have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, as a family, we do. Yeah. Uh, a Christmas story. Yeah. Mia is, Mia has been, Mia has been a huge fan of it since she was a little girl. So we watch it every single year. And the one year where I preempted a Christmas story with Die Hard, Mia was really, really upset. She oh. was not feeling that Christmas oh, at all. No. So then we immediately had to watch the Christmas story afterward. What about you? Uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's why I brought up that you got to fight Sinbad. That's story. right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. That's I, actually, I missed it. It went over my head at yeah, the time. That's but my yeah, favorite Christmas movie. If yeah. I had to pick one, it'd be Elf. Elf is so Elf good. is cute. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, not, really I'm not really a Will Ferrell fan. As yeah, much. A lot of people a lot yeah. of people can take or leave them. But yeah. I like him. Elf is good. Yeah. Elf is a good movie. I don't know if I have a favorite Christmas movie. I don't know. Really? Actually, actually, Batman Returns. Oh, yeah. Batman Returns happens. That's my favorite. Christmas. Second you guys, favorite okay, movie. that is just like, no, that is not a Christmas movie. Okay, <laughs> that just Christmas happened. Stuff in it. That is, okay, the definition of a Christmas movie is like lighthearted Christmas, fun Santa, or a joyous occasion happening, or, you know, some sort of miracle. Oh, yeah. The one, the, um, the, What's the one with Bill Murray? Not not Groundhog Day, but the one where he did the Christmas story. Oh, yeah. Scrooge? Christmas. Scrooge. That one is a Scrooge. really good one. I love that one. <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah. 
I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I can't think of really a favorite. I used to from when love. I, was a kid. I got a lot of favorite movies when I was a kid, but not necessarily Christmas movies. I used to love Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer because oh, yeah. that clay animation was so amazing. That's TV though. I know, but that's all we had when we were growing up. We didn't have that's movies. True. And if you missed it, I mean, you, you did missed have... it. Oh, there was no recording Rudolph. It is true. We did have Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, but I actually wasn't introduced to that um, until I was a little bit older. What's the one where he's running down the street? And he's saying, it's Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas. What's that famous one? It's a Wonderful Life. Thank you. Yes. I was not introduced to It's a Wonderful Life until I was like 19. Oh, yeah. Well, as a kid, kid, though, we had an aversion to that because we had color TV and all that stuff was in black and white. Yeah, A lot of that stuff. Never interested in that. Okay. How how do you guys feel about like the modern type Christmas movies, Santa movies? So there's, you know, um, have you seen The Fat Man? No. So Mel Gibson is Santa. But Santa, he's not like really. Giles. It's an action movie where he gives coal to this rich snobby kid, and this kid hires a hitman to kill him. Oh my god! To kill Santa. Oh, we should uh, watch that this Christmas. It's, it's it's good. There's also another one called Violent Night. It's with John I've seen David Harborough. I'd not see that one. And uh, that's wait, a is good that one. one out this year? Oh, I, I'm thinking of Silent Night. That was a murder. No, like, but, that was a slasher. What's film. Violent Night? Violent Night. So I seen it. David Harbor from uh-huh. Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Uh He is Santa. And he's delivering gifts at a family's house who's getting robbed. Oh. And he has to and he fights the the people who are did robbing the house. We saw the trailer for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think we we did. saw oh, the trailer okay. for it. That okay. does look good. Is yeah. it good? That was good. I like it. I, I like did those you see it? different yes. I oh, like those different type of, of Christmas yeah. movies. I, I even like the horror Christmas. Do you remember Jack Frost, Michael Keaton played yeah. the, the the serial killer turned into a snowman? Oh, I think yeah. I saw that. Yes, yes, I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I even like I like those type oh, movies. Oh, you like too. the dark? You oh, like the I dark have, Christmas if, movies. So if there's anything that you guys know about me, we've talked quite some time. I have a very morbid and <laughs> crazy taste in movies. You do. My favorite movie of all time is Constantine. So you can kind of get my Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, level of wow. Uh-huh. movies I, I like to watch. But yeah, I enjoy all those. Uh, Constantine is... Constantine. That, I, I've not heard that one before. Yeah. Con- that's If I'm correct, isn't that with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a scary one. That's your favorite movie? Favorite movie of all time. Nice. Wow. Do you like the John Wick movies? Speaking of Keanu Reeves. I love I love. But that's John action. Wick. I, I love John Wick. Yeah, I love John Wick movies. Yeah. But Constantine is just... I mean, like I said, I have a very morbid. I have to read. I have to revisit yeah. Constantine. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Silent Night. I like Deadly movies. Night. I like that movies that have those type of themes. Like End of Days was one of my favorite movies. Oh with, yeah, uh, End of Days with Arnold. Schwarzenegger. Okay. So like that, those type of movies that have yeah. to do with like Heaven and Hell and Death or Aliens or War of the Worlds. One of my favorite ones. So like weird stuff that could be true. What about Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, your your daughter's like that. Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know. If yeah, the girls, that's uh, that's uh, Tim. Um, Tim Burton. Yeah, they love Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh well, yeah, we own it. We uh, actually used to own it on DVD. Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons. I've ne- I think it. I've seen it once. Well, um, okay, a couple more things about Santas. Okay. You did learn that Santa makes twenty two dollars an hour. Yes. Um, fifteen percent of Santas from this one website called HireSanta.com died or retired in two thousand and twenty one. So they were on a shortage of Santa. So in 2021, if you had called because things were coming back from the pandemic, right. people were getting together and you wanted to hire a Santa for your event, you're going to be hard pressed. They a either... lot of the Santas succumbed to Rona. Is yep. that what happened? Yeah, because yep. they don't believe in vaccines. Yes. <laughs> they don't believe in vaccines. <laughs> and they're overweight and they have heart conditions. They have, some, heart, right, they have right. high blood pressure. Yes, yes. And so some of them a lot also of pre-existing. retired, but... Many of them perished from the pandemic. Oh my God! I know, I know. Wow. So all right, just think of San- Santa. Se- the other eleven months, he's at a biker bar in, oh, totally. in the villages. So oh yeah, he's- totally in the-, <laughs> in the village. A second career for me. I yeah. could be a Santa when they all run out. They make twenty two bucks an hour. You'll do good. Can you oh. grow a beard? Oh, um, oh yikes! It's weird because when we were in Idaho, when Denise uh, almost killed our friend's kid. Um, <laughs> I tried growing a beard out. I had it growing for like three weeks and I'm the type of guy. I'm not the type of guy. I am one of those guys that uh, started getting like peach fuzz at age 10. And my dad would always be like, don't be in a rush to shave because you're going to have to do it the rest of your life. And I always had like growth on my face. Like when I worked at Burger King, had to, you know, shave it off or whatever that I get written up. 
And I was shocked to find that I did not grow like the full blown beard like I thought I was going to grow. I can't either. Yeah. Really? No. Nope. Well, you have a beard you now. You do. You know how long this took me to do? How long? <laughs> how long did it take? This you? is several couple months, man. Oh. Just to get this. And like, I always grow like the neck pubes. So, like, I don't, it doesn't look good. <laughs> It doesn't look good at all. You have to you shave need your this. manscaper. I yeah. never. But black black guys get really bad razor oh, bumps, so it's like do. you can't do it as yeah. often as you want because oh. then you turn you turn they turn into like the, keloids. The or, hair turns yeah, under. Yeah, it's Ooh. awful. Oh. So yeah. if I if I could ever if you guys ever get a, a laser sponsor, uh, hair <laughs> Do they have a black, I am perfect? Do they, do they have okay. a Do they have a beard relaxer for black men where it's just like you get that good hair? Yeah, it's cocoa cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. Cocoa butter works. With, I have it at the house with beard oils and all that stuff. Have you ever tried getting your neck waxed? No. Oh my god, that, that'd be a great what? experience. We get no. our face waxed. We get our legs waxed. Get we get our bikinis waxed. waxed. Women, you can do your neck. Don't be a baby. You can totally do Don't your say, neck. I want to get it lasered. Laser removed. I know, but if you do if you do a little wax right here, you might not get the bumps and the scar, the keloid right there. You should try it one day. All right, I'll try it. I you promise. won't. I'll, no, I, I I'm all for experiences, and we can film it. It'd be like the movie. What movie was that? Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That yes. Was great. That was an awesome movie. Oh my. Kelly gosh. Clarkson. <laughs> when he's getting waxed. Yeah. How do you recite these? I don't even know how you remember these lines. You're so good. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Um. So yeah. So I think all these stories. We'll bring everyone together and make a really good Christmas. What do you think? I think half of our listener base tuned out around murder number one. <laughs> well, do y'all have any Christmas ago. traditions at your house that um, you guys do every year? We do the Christmas breakfast. The gifts are always on Christmas morning. We don't do Christmas Eve. We well, yeah, do, you're not Puerto Rican, so. Yeah, no, you know, a lot of Catholics, though. Well, Puerto Ricans are Catholic, but um, a lot of white people do Christmas Eve, too, and they exchange gifts. Um I don't know. It's just never been our thing. Uh, we do the Christmas story. That's our tradition. <sighs> I would say a Christmas dinner. We have the same Christmas dinner every year. I make, we do. I make a roast with yeah. potatoes. And it's my death row meal. It's oh. a yeah. It's pretty badass. What Denise makes. It's uh. It's a roast fillet. Yeah. With mm. this creamy gorgonzola sauce. Ooh. It's just you know. Bring your Lipitor and um, <laughs> and scalloped potatoes with cheese. They're not scalloped. They're oh, like au gratin they're, potatoes. Yeah, they're so good. Oh, yeah. They're, oh yeah. And, and then, then did Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And that's about it. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, that's usually like the same meal all the time. Uh, the sauce alone takes 45 minutes to stir. So it takes forever. But uh, that's awesome. So that's our tradition. What about you? You know, I um, just recently, I've, was always working, so I never was home for. So, on Christmas, Christmas Day, you so, worked. Yeah, we're, the hospitals don't stop. Oh, that's true. You know? Wow. And so, uh, you know, up until twenty one, you know, I was always working. Was so, your wife yeah. at home? Yeah. With with your son, and then you would be the one working. Did you guys ever alternate? Like she went, she worked, and then you were home with your son. Uh, when he was first born, she was still working. Okay. And then I was like, Nah. You okay. Can, you don't need to work. So Aww. I'll just work eight jobs. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, you, now you're down to just a couple. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Yeah, that sounds like us. Except, oh, yeah, except sure. Denise at one point was like, "No, you're not the only one getting out of the house anymore." <laughs> like, yeah, because he's always notorious for working two or three jobs. He just has always worked two or three jobs. So yeah, after a while, I was like, "Oh no, no, I know your game now. I know your game. You want you, you're just trying to avoid us." Uh -huh. I, th I yeah. think it, I think it's something to do with us media people. I think we all have. Yeah. Some, some form of ADD to where we have to be constantly doing something. Yeah. And, and so I, that's why we have to have multiple jobs because we don't, we feel yeah. like we're not doing anything. I think that makes sense. That, that actually, well, even he, I always say he can't relax. Even if he's I can't, like, like, I have to live in chaos. Plus, plus I think, um, I don't know, like you could probably relate to this for at least some of your jobs where you weren't a staffer, where you were working freelance. It's like, we make our money in chunks. And when you see another chunk, you're like, yeah, let me grab that. You know, mm -hmm. and it's always. But it never stops. It, it will not stop. Unless, and Phil, you're a business owner. So that's, that pertains to you because you yeah. see it coming and it's got to be hard to say no. I just think it, it's so hard to say no to money and even on the holidays and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, being an entrepreneur is really weird. And I don't even call myself an entrepreneur. I call myself a, a solopreneur. Because <laughs> you're doing everything. Yeah, if you're an entrepreneur, you you can you can stay at home and other people make you money. But like, uh, the thing that it's shocked me is just that 
one week I'll make three thousand. The next month I won't make anything. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. that was something that you had to. It's always get, feast or famine. Yo, and that is frightening. Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. So you have to prepare yourself for Christmas because like, okay, let me, you know, allocate certain funds, and that's why I told you the first time, like the first Christmas, where first Christmas I started podcast doctor was in 2019. And so actually, I started podcast doctor in August of 2019. So right, okay. right when I left the station, so Christmas, you know, four, was four months away. Um, I didn't spend a single dollar that I made um, on podcast doctor on anything else. I saved all of it. Yeah, because right? you just didn't know. Like, am I, I going to book anything next month? Am well, I going to? And I also still had two full time jobs. Oh, so, so you had a good Christmas, Phil. Yo, I. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I spent. I spent, and, and, and my wife didn't. She had no idea. Uh-huh, they were putting it all aside. Yeah, I put it all aside, and then I was like, you know that you know that Will Smith meme where he's standing next to Jada, and he's like... Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, I was uh-huh. like, the tree. Oh, ah! that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, and so that that was that was really fun. But yeah, being an entrepreneur, is, it's 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 scary, but it's it's rewarding. All right, well... I think that wraps up our Christmas episode. Yeah, we got to get out of here, because I just... I noticed my profile, and I look like Jim Harbaugh with these glasses on. Do you? Yeah. Don't cheat, and you'll be fine. Don't cheat and you'll be fine and you uh-huh. won't get your house burned down on Christmas. That's for sure. Don't cheat in more than one way. I'm talking about football. You're talking about relationship. Oh, it, it all ch- matters. It, it all matters. Uh-huh. It translates. It transcends. So anyway. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. Merry Christmas, Merry Phil. Christmas, Merry Phil. Christmas. <laughs> all right. Let's take them out. Empty nest, full tank. Have a great holiday, everyone. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.